and thank you for tuning in to the occlusal table. I'm one of your hosts, Taylor Jackson. And it's your girl, Jasmine Clyde. And today we have some tips and advice from incoming first year dental students on how to prepare for the DAT, tips on interviewing, and how to ultimately get into dental school. Let's get started. Well, today we are very delighted to have two incoming D1 students here at Meharry. They're a week shy from finishing the MAPS program that we did almost two years ago. Here is Shereem and Hillary. So let's get some introductions going, y'all. Hey, y'all. This is Shereem James Reed and from The Essentials. That's our class name. And I'm delighted to be here. Please catch me uh, on Instagram. My handle is the mad scientist, T-H-A dot mad, M-A-D dot scientist. I'm delighted to be here and I'm excited by our discussion. Hey everyone, my name is Hilary Donsop and I am from the 305 Miami, Florida. And I'm also excited to be here and you guys can follow me on Instagram at Donsop being breezy. I know it's kind of weird, but <laughs> it's my last name and I'm being breezy, so. And we are so excited to have you guys on the show today. Um, I know you guys have some exams next week. We have some practicals next week, but we are here and we are going to give these tips and some advice to the pre-dents that are listening to this show. Um, so I guess to jump right into the main discussion, um, what's your background story? Uh, why did you choose to go to dental school and what was your process like to get here? So if I would start, uh, I pretty much, I have a, a pretty long journey. I'm 33 years old, so I'm a non-traditional student. I was, uh, to start off, I was raised in Philadelphia to a single parent teenage mother, and I lost my father to gun violence when I was three years old. My grandmom, she helped raise me, and she would buy these zoo books that had a, it had a picture of an animal and it's like a pamphlet. You open a pamphlet, it has all these fun facts. So that got me interested in, in sciences. My mom, she worked herself uh, to, she strived and worked herself to get into the middle class. And she earned her dental assistant certification in 1993. And then I was instantly exposed to dentistry at that point. When I got to high school, I decided to shadow her colleague at Albert Einstein Medical Center Dental Clinic. And there I witnessed Dr. Gabadi diagnose a patient with diabetes and thread a needle around the patient's alveolar nerves with precision. Oh, that was wow. when I realized, yeah, <laughs> pretty cool, right? That was when I realized dentists, they serve as first-line defenders against disease while mastering the skills of artistry, engineering, and medicine simultaneously. So from then on, I knew I wanted to practice dentistry as a lifelong career. And yeah, those skills I saw in myself. So um, my story to dentistry is actually um, very different from Shereem's. So I knew like from a young age that I wanted to be like um, a doctor of some sort. I was always drawn to like community service, um, the field of medicine. And I was actually pre-med when I went to um, undergrad. So all throughout undergrad till senior year, I was actually pre-med. And I kind of had to like take a step back and then realize that there was only one field of medicine that I was kind of looking like 
kind of tunnel vision for. I didn't really get to explore the other fields of uh, medicine, um, one of them being dentistry. So I honestly just shadowed a dentist one day and I honestly fell in love. Um, he actually did like a couple extractions that day, first day, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed like his, his patient interaction. Um, and I was like, wow, this is super different from shadowing like a cardiologist where they just do simple rounds and like it, it just wasn't fun for me. So, so I, from there, I just continued to shadow. I continued to volunteer in like uh, dental settings and took took two gap years since, you know, I kind of decided late on dentistry. Um, but I'm here now. So I'm ready to give you guys some tips on how I got to, to the stage that I am now. So, yeah. That's really awesome, y'all. Taylor and I are both non-traditional students, so we can definitely relate to the process getting into dental school. It's a, it's definitely a journey. So let's start with the test, um, the DAT, that lovely, lovely test we just want to love so much. Um, what resources did y'all use and what tips do you have for succeeding with this exam? And it's very expensive, too. Remember that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I wholeheartedly recommend iPrep Dental. It's a prep course that they offer. I think it's online. And just thank me later. Their instructors scored, I think, at least 24s on the DAT. And they claim to have the highest DAT course average across the nation. Oh, wow. And that would be my first tip. My second tip would be DAT Destroyer coupled with Dr. Romano's. That's right. Yep. I took his classes. Dr. Romano's Dynamite Series notes for uh, biology. He boldly highlights question stems that have shown up in the past. And what else? I would say mastery of Cliff's AP bio notes alone could possibly land you between like 18 and the 20 in the bio section. Uh, if you're going with a more cost-effective prep course, you could take a look at DAT Bootcamp, even though they recently increased their price. You could just find someone to split the cost with and share the account. And then lastly, uh, many of these programs don't train students well enough for the, the perceptual ability test, the PAT section of the DAT. So I would suggest PAT Booster. And it has, uh, it, in different forms, like Student Doctor Network, they highly recommend it. Okay, so as for me, I actually use um, DAT Bootcamp. I actually really like that software. Um, it is pricey, very pricey right now, but I think it's a great tool to kind of gauge how the real exam is. Um, for one thing though about bootcamp, I wish it was more in detail for the biology section. Um, I feel like for the biology section, at least for my exam, it was very different from bootcamp. Um, so I would probably go back and use like, like um, DAT Destroyer, um, just for the biology section at least. Um, as for me, I also like did a lot of free practice tests. That's what really helped me, like doing repetitive questions on the material really helped for me and just kind of like see what I got wrong, why I got it wrong and learn from that. Um, so a couple of tips I have. Number one, I think for me, what I what helped me is reviewing content from each section every day. Um, some people can do like biology one day, PAT the next day. For me, I try to do like a couple sections, um, a couple questions from each section every day. That way I can kind of like build my stamina um, in terms of like the real exam. And then also um, when you get closer to the exam day, I would definitely like do a full practice exam like every day or every other day. That way you're also building your stamina because 
the real exam is like a couple hours long. So you want to build that stamina so that way you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, for example, like for when I was studying, I had like so much time left over, but the real exam, I had barely any time. Like, so I just really um, think a good like tip is to look at each section every day and um, yeah, just learn from your mistakes like that. Um, also, another tip, um, make a schedule for yourself and then stick to it. That way you can keep yourself accountable. So let's say you're like, Monday, I'm going to study this section, these questions. If you stick to that schedule, um, you should be good to go. Um, and then last tip I have is don't lose hope when you see the scores that you don't want. I know for me, I was like, oh, 13, 14, 16. Like, that's not great. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I already paid for the exam. So honestly, like, if you stay consistent in, in taking the exams and learning about, like, learning from your mistakes, don't uh, don't let your scores from your practice exams or practice tests like deter you from like taking the test. You know, so I think you'll be ready once you know you're ready. So yeah. If I could just feed off of that, I would say um, Hillary. She she explained it pretty well. Just be resilient. Don't don't become discouraged. Make mistakes early. Strengthen your weaknesses and fortify your strengths by cycling the material so that it can stay fresh in your mind. And just be vigilant. Attack the exam as if your future depends on it, which it does. How bad do you want it? You know, uh, try to make a plan three, several months in advance. Unlike, uh, you know, if you can't, if you can't work, you know, if you, you know, if you can't work, then that's the best option available. I had to work. So I had to, you know, schedule five, six months in advance, but, uh, yeah, those tips, they'll, they'll help you get to where you need to go. So how long did y'all take to study for the test? I know that's probably a lot of question Freedents have right now. I took, I took about five months because I, I had to work to balance my other finances. And uh, I, I, yeah, I had to make a study plan that was five months out. I used Ari's uh, study plan from Bootcamp. And I just modified it to, you know, my schedule five months out, I, you know. Um, so I actually took roughly two months. Um, I was actually like working um, in retail during while I was studying. Then it kind of got crazy. So I quit my job. So in those like last weeks of the two months, I was like full time studying, like wake up at 8 a.m., go to sleep at like 10 p.m., like rigorous. So for some people, they can do two months. Some people, they need longer. So you definitely have to, like, gauge how you um, tackle the test and learn from that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to say, even with the DAT, I know I struggled uh, a lot with um, organic chem in undergrad, like a lot. <laughs> um, and I ended up using uh, Chad's videos. That really helped me. I'm not sure if Chad's videos are still out there. I know I took the DAT, I guess, you know, a while ago, but, (laughs) um, but I know I split that cost. Yeah. I split that cost with um, someone. I guess that goes into like even another tip, uh, have an accountability buddy. Um, I know while studying for the DAT, I definitely had uh, someone that held me accountable. Um, We both would 
study uh, in the library because we both worked and everything like that. So um, definitely having someone to hold you accountable and uh, stick to that schedule, um, like you guys mentioned, uh, because it's it's so easy to just get off of work and say, you know what, I'm just going to go home, kick my feet up. But uh, Reem, just like you said, you know, your future depends on it. You got to study and you got to, you know, put forth that effort um, to make sure you get the score that you do want. But even then, Hillary, like what you said, don't get discouraged because I took the DAT a good number of times. Um, <laughs> and even with some of the practice tests, I was getting discouraged at time because I'm like, oh, no, like my test is coming up. What am I going to do? Um but I did use that as stepping stones uh, to push me and propel me into the score that I did receive um, so that I could get into dental school. Uh, so those are some great tips, y'all. Um, they really are, especially to prepare for this DAT um, and everything, because uh, I know a lot of schools definitely weigh uh, their decision making on the DAT and um GPA. But even then, uh, we can actually roll into the next question with the application process. Uh, what was that like for you guys? Um, how did you choose which dental schools to apply to? So how is that ADSAS uh, application? So for me, when I finished at the University of Pittsburgh, I went out and, and visited my cousin in California. And she introduced me to a Meharry grad, the class of 1975. And she, you know, told, taught me about Meharry Medical College. That was the first time I've heard of it. And I did my, my due diligence and research. And I found out how, you know, influential Meharry Medical College is to producing, you know, black doctors in, in the country. So that was, you know, how I came to know Meharry Medical College. And as far as uh, there were other schools in the mix, uh, I interviewed at Roseman uh, University. It's a small dental school out in Salt Lake City. I was, there was 40 people interviewing. I was the only black candidate. Uh, somehow I, I still wasn't selected. And Meharry Medical College gave me an opportunity to come to MHS. And I did pretty well here and was accepted in the uh, subsequent cycle, which is now? Um, so for me, it was kind of different because I was I had already graduated when I was applying, so I didn't really have that guidance, so I couldn't really go to an advisor, so I kind of had to just do my research on Facebook, YouTube, try to know the best tips how to navigate AdSAS. Um, so what I did was I, um, I made sure that I had my transcript sent in so AdSense has like a soft open in May. Um, and so I made sure to get on it early because it does take quite some time to complete it because you have to write in all your, your classes, the grades. You have to get um, verified. You have to send transcripts and all that. So it does take some time. You also, oh, what I did, I made sure I asked all my professors and all my advisors for the letters of recommendation well in advance. That way I give them time to write strong letters um so yeah that's what i did and then so some couple a couple factors that i used to determine what schools i want to apply to um number one is diversity for me <laughs> i feel like i would want to i wanted to go to a school where i felt like i was being like appreciated um being an african-american i didn't want to be you know the only black girl in the class 
I wanted to be around doctors that looked like me or that looked similar to me. So diversity was definitely on my top of the list. <laughs> um, then two, it's kind of location. <laughs> location, um, I'm not too big on location, but I knew that I didn't want to go to like California because I've never been there. I wanted to stay on the East Coast as much as possible, which is what I did um, when I applied to schools. And then number three for me, community service. I'm really big on like giving back and like um, philanthropy. So I wanted to go to school that really like emphasizes that. And Meharry does a great job at doing that because community service is very important to me. So um, I applied to schools that I felt like I'll be able to give back to my community. And then um, the last factor I used to determine which school, um, clinical experience. I know there's some schools that they might have like a graduation requirement or, you know, they might have a clinical, like, I guess, basically I wanted to go to a school that I would be able to get as much clinical experience as possible. Um, and that way, when I go out into the career field, I'm confident in my, in my clinical skills. Um, so that's what I use to, to determine the schools. To feed off of uh, Hillary once again, uh, I'm not a, a student ambassador for Meharry yet, but just Meharry has this this family atmosphere, and it, it, it truly feels more like a family than so competition. So I always felt like, you know, pretty much comfortable in my own skin here, especially during this political climate. And at University of Pittsburgh, which is a PWI, I offer I often suffer from imposter syndrome. And uh, so it was it was pretty important and, you know, for me to be here. And I'm, I'm just gracious to be here. Yeah, um, I was going to say real quick. Uh, <laughs> um, Hillary, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, you know, that you looked into schools that, um, you know, that like aligned with what you stand for. Um, because even when choosing a dental school, for sure, for sure, for sure, look at mission statements. Um, just like you said, uh, Meharry, we, we definitely uh, stand strong when it comes to community service. Uh, our mission is worship of God through service to mankind. And we stand by that. At least um, every month we have some sort of event, school-wide, campus-wide event that's dedicated to helping the community, whether that's free oral health screenings, whether that's um, just us going out there to the community just to have some, um, like, visiting uh, elementary, middle school, grade schools, just to show that there are going to be doctors that look like them. So um, we definitely stand on that. Even now, um, amongst COVID, uh, we have testing, we have volunteers um, out there now. Uh, even us as students, we're volunteering um, with testing sites, um, with, because Meharry is a testing site. So uh, definitely, I definitely agree with that. Look at the mission statements, See if they align with your goals and your values um, with what you want to pursue when you get that uh, DR behind your name. Doctor, that's right. And to go off what Shereen was saying, that a lot of us suffering from imposter syndrome, like we're not good enough in a climate where we're, people don't look like us. Like we all look the same at Meharry. It's such a great diverse group of people and you can be yourself. You can, you can, uh, collaborate with everybody and feel at home really sometimes despite some challenges we face um daily on a daily basis we are all a family and we're all here for each other we can lean on each other which is a great thing and being yourself um 
on the interview. So how did y'all feel about going on different interviews? How, what kind of questions were they asking and describe, um, oh, I'm sorry, what advice you can give to those that are being interviewed during this time, especially in COVID climate? For me, I would say be confident. Uh, if I could do it all over again, I, I thought, for me, I think I put the interview process on a, a pedestal and, you know, it meant so much to me, but it, getting nervous doesn't achieve anything. Uh, so I would say be confident in your responses and just prepare. The more you prepare, the less nervous you will be. And uh, that's the word of advice I could give. So um, my interview process was a little bit interesting. Um, whenever I'm like around new people, I get really awkward and shy. I just can't help it. So um, it was interesting because I kind of get my, I kind of let my nerves get the best of me at some of the interviews. But, um, but for the Meharry one, I was pretty like confident and chill and just myself. Um, but um, if I have some tips for interviews, um, let's see, make sure, make sure you go over the common questions that you may ask. Um, there's so many resources out there that you can literally just Google like common dental school interview questions and then what I did, I kind of made like a study guide for each school and kind of see which um, questions they might ask. And I had like bullet points and I would kind of just go off of that just so I know what I'm talking about because you don't want to not answer the question. <laughs> you want to make sure you answer the question um, because you, you might get cur thrown curveballs, which I was throwing a lot of curveballs, um, but I just was confident in my answers. Um, but yeah, so just definitely go over some common questions like, why dentistry? Why did you apply to this school? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Stuff like that. Uh, another tip I have, um, if you can, you can do like a mock interview. So like you can ask your family member, a teacher, advisor, um, have like a dental student from another school mock interview you. That way they can kind of see like like what you do wrong or what, what you can improve on. And that way when you go to a real interview, whether it's Zoom or in person, you'll know the techniques that you can do to improve your interviewing skills, okay? And then another tip, research the school. Like Taylor said, just look at the mission statement because um, you're going to be asked, why do you want to go to this school? It's going to come up if like one way or another. So just research why you want to go to that school, what stood out from that school, and just know their mission statement, honestly, because you might get asked. <laughs> and then my last tip, like um, Shereen says, be confident. Um, it's very cliche, but like it, it can really like set you apart. And but be confident, but don't be cocky or you know be humble is the main thing because you don't want to be like cocky and then it'll show and then it's not a good look. So be confident and you should be great. They can see right through that cockiness too. They can spot it. So you don't want someone to call you out on that either. So that's definitely great advice. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but uh, at my interview, I was throwing some curveballs too as well. And it's like, I don't know if it's standard, but they have like a good good cop and a bad cop. Yeah. What were y'all experiences? Yeah, I was going to say, even then with some of the, um, like with interviews, yeah, they definitely some curveballs in there uh, and a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Um, I would also say know your application like inside and out because I know they would like there was probably something small maybe an extracurricular activity or um and a question saying oh I saw that you did this community service event 
you know, can you expound upon that? Or I saw that you said that you were a leader um, in this organization. Uh, what all did your position have you do? So if you're just trying to put some stuff in there to uh, fluff up your your CV or your resume, um, they may call you out on that. So um, that def- great advice. <laughs> yeah. So definitely uh, beware of that. Um, or even uh, some questions like, has there been a time that your integrity has been compromised? Because, you know, ethics is a big thing, mm-hmm. um, especially in dental school. We have to take classes on that. I want to say, what, what first year, second year? Do we take I think and third year. Third, yep. So we have to take it all throughout um, dental school. It's very important to understand ethics. Um, or even, you know, where else have you applied? Uh, just like what Hillary said, you know, why did you choose this school? Um, what's the biggest challenge you may have faced in the last five years? Uh, how well do you work with the team? Those are just some um, examples. Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes, Foundation. Uh-huh. definitely. Because uh, they want to know, will you be a good fit with our school? That's right. You know, and if you're just giving some generic answers and they're not exactly tailored to that school, just like what was mentioned before, they will see through that. Absolutely. They will, you know, so... And I feel like I lucked out with my interview here at Meharry. I mean, Meharry was the only school I applied to 10, 11 schools, the only interview to invite me for an interview and the only school, obviously I got accepted to. So that was really, really, really special and very encouraging too. Cause you know, you think that, oh man, it's not going to happen for me. But then all of a sudden things just, when things start aligning in the place, mm. you know, it's for you. Okay. Right. And I right. It was um, very conversational. Like it was very lax and I, I was nervous obviously because this was my one shot. I was like, all right, I got to get this right now. But um, I was just so calm the morning of the interview. I was chill. My mom was like, what? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling, mom. I'm cool. I'm cooling right now. And I felt so good afterwards. And it's funny because I went to the the bookstore we have here. I bought all Meharry gear, everything. <laughs> like I knew, like you just have this feeling where you know that you're going to get accepted. And I was just so grateful to feel that. But my interview was very conversational and I was grateful for that. It was literally like we they read your interview through with your application through and through. They know who you are. Mm-hmm. So the interviewer, she was like, Well, I just want to have a conversation. I've read everything about you. I'm rooting for you already. Just tell me about yourself. And literally that was all. But what Taylor was saying with, you should know your application too. Um, I remember, so my classmate now, our classmate, Michael was in my interview with us, Michael Lynn. And um, one of the interviewers came in speaking French. Okay. So uh, yes, yes. She was like, Oh, she said, like, where's Michael, this and that, and then started speaking French right there. So he got up, started speaking French back. Imagine if he just put that on his application, that he spoke French. But Man, can't oh, that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, we, I will, we and him talk about that story all the time. It just cracks us up. Because if he didn't know any lick of French, then what? He looked crazy in front of everybody, the entire room. So that's really, know your application through and through. And I have one more tip, y'all. I remember it. So another tip I have is, like, pre-dance, please come to the interview with, like, a lot of questions that you need to ask the interviewer because there, I would say come with, like, a list of, like, 20 if you can because a lot of the questions you may have, they might answer them in, like, the informational sessions. So you don't want to ask a question that they've already gone over. And you also don't want to ask the question that, the information is on their website. So you really want to be like 
like just come up with questions that you know you that you want to be answered but that you know it can also set you apart because you're in, they're interviewing you but also you're also interviewing the school so you want to know like if you get accepted will you go there so please come with a lot of questions I remember one of my interviewer one of my interviews was simply just me asking questions um I don't know how I got through it because there was a lot of questions that was already answered in the informational session but just like try to come up with questions on the spot too. Um, that's really key. And maybe even um, trying to look up to see if uh, that school has any recent news about them. Because if you bring that up, they'll say, oh, you've done your research. Okay, you're staying abreast on our school. You must really want to come here. You know, so it's like if someone who's interested in coming to Meharry talked about um, you know, the video from our president, uh, Hildreth, you know, don't be a vector or the COVID testing that we're having at Meharry and something along those lines, you know, they'll be impressed by that because it means that you went the extra mile and you didn't just say a generic question. So um, you definitely want to leave that wow factor on you um, when you walk out of that room. So it's just like, you know what, I, I want that person to come here. You know, and that interviewer is like really rooting for you, kind of like what Jasmine was saying. So they already know how you are on paper. They want to see you be yourself um, when you come in for that interview. Um, so, OK, so I guess as you know, we're rolling along even, you know, after the test, after the interview, you know, the application process and everything. Think of the time when you opened up that email and you saw you just got accepted in the subject line. What did you do to prepare to come to dental school? I have to think about this one. What did I do to prepare to come to dental school? Um, well, I was already here. I, I completed the MHS program, so that pretty much prepared me. I was already set in place with having a, a you know, apartment, and I knew the faculty, so it was. I was already settled in. Uh, I think Hillary might be able to answer that question a little bit better, but. Well, for me, um, honestly, I, I like looked at YouTube videos and like, I just want to know like tips and advice to prepare for dental school. Um, and then I also like mentally prepared myself because I knew this is going to be a long four years. So I had to like get myself mentally ready. Um, and then I mean, I did look at an anatomy book. I don't know if it, if it will help or if it helped, but I did like skim through an anatomy book because I didn't take anatomy in undergrad and I knew that, you know, anatomy was gonna be a big portion of dental school. Dental school. So just skim through anatomy, mentally prepare myself. And then I also prepared for the move to Nashville because I'm, I lived in Charlotte before moving here. So I had to like just get everything settled for that move and just like be prepared and be ready for you know my new the new chapter in my life so that's what i did and then also another thing is relaxed because <laughs> i knew i won't have time to relax yeah um it's <laughs> yeah we we're in math right now and it's 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 tough but yeah i just tried to like like do like things that i like to do for m myself because i knew i was going to do it a lot in dental school so yeah i was going to say uh, the biggest tip i've been told to to abide by before getting into going into dental school would be to have as much fun as possible before all hell breaks loose. Uh, unfortunately, when COVID stepped in, I, I 
I wasn't able to do that. And I've been volunteering as well. So my time is pretty much tied up. That's awesome, y'all. Really. I remember. Oh, no, go sorry. Sorry. I was going to say something real quick. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to go on to the next sorry, thing. Before oh, you went on. <laughs> um, I would say, Hillary, you're a good one for trying to study and everything beforehand. Uh, that's definitely something. Um, but it's, I mean, but I guess it doesn't, it definitely doesn't hurt. It definitely doesn't hurt to look over some things, but just like what Reem said, you know, you don't have much time when you're in dental school. So you do want to definitely have as much uh, fun. Well, as much as you can now, I guess, <laughs> but, but uh, at least relax, um, try and find some things or some ways that you can de-stress. Uh, try and create some healthy habits that you can do, um, that you can instill into your daily life. Um, even uh, putting yourself into a routine, even so it's not like you're, uh, even if classes are online, you know, try waking up at maybe, you know, six, six, seven o'clock in the morning, um, getting dressed so that you can actually put yourself in the mindset. Okay. I am in school. Uh, because I can tell you these online classes, you can easily start to fall behind <laughs> easily. Um, I mean, I, I'm, experiencing that firsthand with when we had to transition over to uh, online courses and everything for our didactic classes. And it's not the same. It's not the same as showing up and being able to listen to the teacher and get that um, uh, in-person interaction. Um, it's definitely different sitting behind a screen because you have notifications pop up on your screen and you can easily just get on your phone, watch TV, put something on mute. It's, it's, it just doesn't <laughs> class on the couch, <laughs> right? Class on the couch. So, you know, zoom college of dentistry. So that's really, um, how it is. And it's just, you gotta actually put yourself in the mindset. I am in school. This means a lot, you know, um, uh, and even then, um, with preparing to go into dental school, uh, same as, uh, Reem, you know, I talked about how I was in the MHS program at Meharry, uh, before as well. And something that I also did to prepare was um, talk to upperclassmen, uh, build those relationships, see if you can get tips from them um, on how to prepare for some of the classes, uh, some advice um, on things that they would do differently. So I know that was something else that I did uh, on my way to starting MAPS. Oh, did we explain what MAPS was? I guess we kind of did. Yeah, it's basically the a couple months of um, some classes, uh, like didactic classes for first years to transition. Warm up. Yep, it's, yeah, nice little warm up. Uh, <laughs> Before your 42 uh, credit semester. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's those a lot are, of work. Those are some good tips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was yeah, kind of winging it so far in maps, but yeah. thank you yeah. for the tips, Taylor. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Definitely. And um, so y'all were accepted and it's great, um, obviously, that you're here with us today. But there are some people who have not been accepted during this cycle. So what encouraging words could you provide to those who have not been accepted? I would say be just I said it before, be resilient. You know, uh, I applied to dental school three times and I took the DAT several times, you know, when when the time is right. Uh, it will happen. You just have to continue to prepare and snatch the opportunity when it presents to you. And as Les Brown said, 
uh, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. So just just keep aiming high. Eventually, you'll you'll end you'll land somewhere uh, close to where you want to go. And lastly, just be hungry. Be persistent. If the front door is locked, then you come around the back door. The back door is locked. You try to go through the window. If the window is locked or there's no windows, you come down the chimney. Okay. So ultimately, <laughs> you are the you're the master of your fate. You're the captain of your soul. So, you know, you go out there and get it. You know, go after what is right rightfully yours. I felt that. I'm about to put that on my wall somewhere. I like that. Mm-hmm. Distance, oh, everyone. Distance is <laughs> Those are some great tips. I wish I had those tips, you know, applying, you know, for confidence. But um, for me, I would say don't give up. Like, it's very cliche, yes, but it's it holds a lot of weight when, you know, like, you may feel down, you know, you may feel discouraged. But if you're, if you're passionate about something and, you know, you take those steps to get to where you want to go, you know, it will happen. It may not happen in a year, two years, but if you're passionate about something and, you know, and the school see that, then yeah, you have something going for yourself. Just be passionate, be resilient, like Reem said. Um, and my last tip, don't compare yourself to other people. I know it can be pretty easy to do that since, you know, everyone's on social media, everyone's on Facebook, you know, putting their stats or, you know, putting their acceptance letters, you know, but don't compare yourself um, because everyone is different. Your story is different. Um, and schools like to see people that like are different, have a unique story. So if you hone into that and, you know, you're passionate about dentistry, then um, you have a great future for yourself. Yeah. And Hillary, I'm actually so glad you said that not comparing yourself to other people, um, you know, especially being on social media and everything uh, and seeing acceptance letter after acceptance letter and, uh from different people, but then in your email inbox, you know, you do um, get that uh, we regret to inform you um, type of email. Uh, But just like what, um, you know, Jazz and I have even mentioned on the podcast time and time and time again, like, you know, of course we're spiritual people. So, you know, we say that, you know, God truly ordered our steps because even the times that we hmm. Because the times that we tried to apply, it's, you know, it's we're just happy that we have the blueprint. Like, you know, we all come together so well. Um, I can't imagine being any in any other class like uh, all those times and even just a transparent moment. Um, it was my second round of applying to schools and I was working and I just kept I probably got three rejection letters that day and I it was all before lunch (laughs) and um so I I probably I just couldn't take it I was just like oh my goodness like I don't know what's gonna happen I ended up going to the bathroom and just like bawling and everything I'm like should I just go home what is what is happening but then you know there was like a calming presence over me like things will happen you will be a dentist you know that you did you weren't placed this passion in your heart when you were a toddler, <laughs> just to say that I'm not going to be a dentist. Um, so definitely keep on pushing through, keep on being uh, resilient um, and keep on applying because your story may be different, uh, but it's yours and you will be a dentist. I was going to say uh, last year I applied to 19 schools and was rejected by 18 of them. <laughs> 
So all I got to say is uh, just like y'all the blueprint, like Jay-Z said, on to the next one. Just keep it moving and keep <laughs> and keep on going. And at some point, you're going to get a hit. Mm-hmm. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So Absolutely. keep taking those shots. That's so very true. And I even went to the lengths when I got denied the first time from each school, I applied to hygiene school, dental hygiene school, and I actually got in. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this, I mean, in my spirit, it just didn't feel like it was supposed to be for me, but I was like, all right, this is plan B. Everyone, I worked at a dental office as a dental assistant. Everyone was like, what are you doing? No plan B, keep, keep on pushing for plan Mm -hmm. A doctor. What are you Mm -hmm. doing? So then once everything started to come together and I didn't apply to Meharry the first round. So, you know, that happened for a reason, obviously I didn't do it the first time, but the second time around, and then when everything just comes together so easily, the stars are aligned, seriously. Mm-hmm. I even took a picture after my interview at the airport in front of the Meharry sign. Like, it's just, the stars have just aligned, and I think that happens for everybody, and it just, it's so uh, good to know that your life is planned out for you already, and um, you're meant mm-hmm. to be here. You're definitely meant to be here. Yeah. I was just going to add to that is, you know, there are people in uh, a lot work, you know, worse positions, and and they still can get to where they need to go. You just got to be resilient. Uh, I give you an example. Uh, when I was in college, up until my junior year, I had like a 3.4 GPA at the University of Pittsburgh, and in this one semester, I experienced a school shooting and lost my uh, grandfather to wow. a, a stroke, and uh, I went into a depression had to leave school for five years and finally returned after being, you know, studying for the DAT, not doing well, had to, you know, take a step back again, over and over again. After going through all that three application cycles and, you know, several DAT retakes, finally, oh, a Nashville tornado, COVID-19, finally made it. So just don't give up. Hungry for knowledge? We're giving you the munchies. So our favorite story. Um, so we just like to give a little positive news in light of everything going on in the world right now. I know when you turn on the TV, it's not um, the most enlightening news that we get, right? So um, Tyler Perry, um, the philanthropist that he is, he donated $1,050 Kroger gift card to the community in Atlanta where Rayshard Brooks was just murdered. So he had the, he gave the gift cards to the police officers um, of the surrounding area and had them uh, spread it to the community, wake them up in the morning, knock on their doors and just give them the $50 gift card, which is amazing. They all appreciated it, obviously. And he said, um, this is about the community that I love. This is about the good police officers who do their job well every day. This is about trying to bridge unity in a city that adopted me. So I just think that's, of course, what Tyler Perry does. He wants to uplift um, those folks where he's from. And I just think this is an amazing story. And this is not the first time that he's done that. So what do y'all think about that? Yeah, that's definitely a great story. It's good to hear some good news. Some positives. Yeah. I love how he's trying to bridge, you know, he's trying to bridge everything that's going on. You know, he's trying to bridge the, uh, the strained relationship. Exactly. The strained relationship, just bridge it. And hopefully, you know, more talks can, yes. can lead to better, you know, community relations. So I love Tyler Perry. Like he is low key my role model, (laughs) 
But um, this story is great. Um, everything about it is is beautiful. But it's I think it's important to have like celebrities, you know, that have a platform and they're actually using their platform for good because you know there's a lot of people that can do a lot or do more and sometimes are a little silent or you know when it comes to everything that's happening right now. So this is a great story and it, like it highlights that, that he's using his platform for good. So I appreciate that, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Shout out to Yeah, hopefully he can, you know, listen to the podcast and <laughs> he can hear how much we appreciate him. Hey, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Word of Mouth is a segment of the show where we break the ice, have some fun, and allow our listeners to really get to know us. So our first segment or sub-segment is What the Floss. It's been a while since we had that, <laughs> which is uh, some would-you-rather questions. I love these. <laughs> so would you rather always have an itch that you can't reach or always have a song stuck in your head and you can't remember the name? Those are both irritating. But <laughs> Those are irritating. I think I'm with the song because you can hum something and just like, you know what? I can't put my finger on it. But that itch, you got a back itch. That you I know. Oh, oh no, goodness. girl. I'm no. thinking the song as well. Itches, no. What is it, like your eye itches and there's something that you, you just can't, no. Ooh, Definitely don't can't. let yeah. it be your foot that itches. Ooh, goodness. Ooh. Or your hand. When you're walking, oh. right? Right. <laughs> when you're driving. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do song too. Song, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think song is, yeah. <laughs> you can always Google the lyrics somehow. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Shazam. Three, four. Ask right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, hey, uh, Siri, what's that uh, do-do-do-do-do song? <laughs> she knows. Right. <laughs> okay, so would you rather be stuck on a stranded island with only one book to read or only one movie? to watch give me my movie <laughs> i need a movie yeah i'm a movie person me too movie 100 movie yeah let's go further what mo what movie would y'all choose Ooh. That's Ooh, hard, see, right? that's, that's, that would you know maybe i would take the book i don't know because <laughs> at least like you know there are some books that i know like i pick up periodically over time it's like you know this was a good book but movies it's like you know what i have seen the lion king a dozen times I but then it's really old. there's some movies that just don't get old to me oh, no, it's, it's not old, don't get old at all one movie Ooh. <laughs> i need to at least alternate like <laughs> My favorite movie, uh, Terminator 2. Okay, Judgment okay. Day. It was just uh, very action-packed, and it was, like, ahead of its time. I could watch that over and over. <laughs> or Bad Boys. Arnold Schwarzenegger probably said 100 words in that movie, and he made <laughs> probably $100 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was kicking butt. <laughs> mm. Mine will probably be uh, Taken. I love that movie. Ooh, okay. I love Liam Neeson. That is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> number one, though, not the other one, just number one. <laughs> yeah, the third one was, ugh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do like the first one. 
more. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the 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 daughter. She kind of annoyed me in that. She was annoying, time. right? She yeah, she was. Very, yeah, like, but like nice why are you go? Point. Wait, why would you do that? Like, why yeah. would you make that decision? <laughs> Like we're come on, street be street smart. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So would you rather have a slow internet connection and download speed forever or get stuck in traffic at least once whenever you're on the road? Oh my give me God. traffic. Cause <laughs> what? Traffic, traffic, please. Traffic. I'll leave two hours early. What you need me to do? Cause uh, right. slow well, internet. If you, if you, if you're from LA, you know that's that's not even a, a, a choice, an option. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like I play Call of Duty and Xbox sometimes, so I need the internet connection. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, slow slow internet is not it. Especially um, when we got Zoom College of Dentistry. Remember, no, Netflix, right. no Netflix, no Netflix. Right. Every time it's buffering. Right. Every time oh, I could deal with some traffic, just listen to the podcast. Right. Okay. I'm right. Yeah, listen to the podcast. You know. <laughs> Fun fact, guys. So I actually drove to Nashville from Charlotte, and I listened to like all the podcasts on my way here. So oh, I loved oh, it. You guys are awesome. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I was like so motivated to get to Nashville. I was like, yes. Come oh, on, awesome. Oh, yes. Hillary, thank you. Uh-huh. When, yes, when did you make it here? Oh, I got here June 6th. So my ride to here, June 6th was the best ride. I was like chill. I was calm yeah. and like just listening to everybody's like tips and all that so Great. oh that is awesome thank you so much <laughs> yeah and look at you now you're, you're a guest look at you give uh, it advice <laughs> you like Nashville? um it's cool i mean everyone's nice <laughs> but it's it's different from charlotte for sure but it's cool for now it's cool <laughs> you're the baby fan yes and no like yes ish yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. I hijacked the. Uh, I know it's okay. You know, turn it into your own, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But well, yeah, I love y'all. I love y'all podcasts. Tell Bradley to watch out. I know. <laughs> oh, I know he'd be like, what you say? <laughs> um, okay. And then I guess the very last would you rather. Um, so, would you rather have chapped lips? That never get better, or a stuff stuffy nose that you can't get rid of. Taylor, where did you get it from? <laughs> it was a website. That was Would you rather question? Think. Oh my god, <laughs> they both suck. First I don't want any of I know, oh, right, god. right. At least we can wear a mask all day. Chap lips, you can keep looking at them like uh uh-uh. uh. Every time. Uh, uh, it's not doing nothing though. I know, but stuffy <laughs> nose, like I feel yeah, like whenever I have like one nose that's stuffy, I just think of all the times like man, I took advantage of the times oh, where where really my nose was guess. free. <laughs> nah, it's the yeah, worst I'm feeling take, when you Yeah, that's the worst feeling. <laughs> I'm gonna take chap lips because I mean you can always put like lipstick on, you can wear a mask, you you cannot talk, so <laughs> chap lips for me. Ooh. Yeah, I'll with the stuffy, stuffy nose. nose. Is, I'm gonna say I'll go with the stuffy nose. You know when you nose. get sick and you you about to go to sleep and you got to breathe through your mouth the whole night. Oh my night. god, it's like you oh, can't annoying. breathe, Dry, right? Crack oh. lips. Oh. <laughs> Try <for me. laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, um, after what the floss, we'll go into uh, nothing but the tooth. 
So, of course, that's our um, deep conversational topics, uh, just about life and everything that's going on. Um, so I do ask the both of you guys, uh, police brutality, racial injustice, COVID-19, um, you guys being current D1s, uh, how is all of those things in society impacting you as a dental student and just even personally? Uh, it, it impacts us a lot. Uh, I'm finally made it into dental school and I'm, I'm sitting here online trying to learn the brachial plexus and all these different. So it, it's not fun. I'd rather be in class where I could, it, it allows, it engages me and allows me to pay attention more. Um, also with the, the police brutality, uh, it's been going on for so long and it's, it's nothing new. We need to continue to educate, you know, policemen and, and have them, you know, bridge, bridge the gap and have them, you know, know that we're not to be feared. Uh, I think it's just horrible that regardless of who you are, you, you know, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, not a doctor, and the color of your skin, you, there's a possibility you will always be, you know, profiled for that. So I think that's, is very important. Um, I think for me, um, I'll talk about COVID-19 first. Um, it's a little weird because, uh, you know, I'm at home all day <laughs> trying to study and I'm like, I like to be engaging and like in person. Um, so just trying to like find motivation to study after eight, after eight to five, trying to find motivation instead of, you know, turning on the TV and being in your sofa. It's kind of hard, not going to lie. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely a challenge, but I think it's something that, you know, will rise above it. And hopefully when COVID-19 can kind of settle down, we'll be able to learn from like, you know, or use the tips that we like, use our little studying techniques that we, I guess, hopefully um, use while we were um, quarantining. We can kind of use that once we're out of it and once we're back on campus. Um, and then of course like with racial injustice like it's I feel like it's it's honestly an ongoing thing it's um it is hard though because you know being african-american like and in a new city like you know it's kind of weird at times because i'm used to knowing like the places to go you know but it's 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 interesting but at the same time like i'm just being cautious of my surroundings and just you know knowing you know why i'm here and um, focusing on that um, but also being cautious of, you know, the news and what's going on is very important. So, Yeah, I was going to add to that. Uh, I, I've just thought of something a few, maybe a month ago when, uh, you know, like George Floyd, uh, his, his passing. Uh, I, I didn't have time, but I, I finally looked at the, the full video, a full clip. And oh, literally wow. the next day I was supposed to. I was supposed to do Instacart. That was like my little side hustle while I'm out of school. And uh, I just couldn't bear to, 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 to go out the house and, and work Instacart. Just, I, I just couldn't smile in, in anybody's face. Uh, it just darkened my whole mood for the entire weekend. And I was on the brink of even, you know, you know, crying. Uh, that's how much it affected me because this guy, he was trying to be cordial and, here this guy is on his on his neck uh he already has three people on him on top of him and cuffed 
So at that point, he's no longer a threat and his life was taken. It didn't matter what he did at that point. You got people like uh, Dylan Roof who can go into a, a church and do what he did and walk out with a bulletproof vest. But this guy, over a $20 counterfeit bill, his life was taken from him. So I, you know, how I feel about that. And I hope that we can, you know, make the world a better place. But there's so many people out here uh, that are bold and the political climate, people feel empowered. Uh, you know what people I'm talking about to, to exercise uh, ignorance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like even then, because um, I do actually have a couple more uh, topics of conversation for nothing but the tooth um, today with you guys, uh, even with those things and everything going on in society impacting you all as current D1s, how has the interaction uh, been with your class lately? Like how have you, because since, you know, everybody's in their homes and every, you guys are meeting online, uh, you guys aren't even able to come on campus until September. So, you know, how have you guys, have you guys like done anything virtually um, or how have you guys interacted so you can get to know each other better? Yeah, I was going to say when we, when we first, when we found out when the class filled up completely, one of our classmates, uh, Malik, what's up Malik? Shout out. He, he orchestrated a happy hour and a lot of our classmates, you know, got to know each other. It was like a virtual happy hour, not a, not an in-person happy hour, it was a virtual happy hour, a social distancing online happy hour. And it was really fun. And then awesome. we, yeah, it was, it was really fun. And we, you know, we had our, our drinks and we would play games and, and salute and, you know, talk about where we're from and get to know each other. That was one thing. I'll let Hillary take the next. Um, so since I'm already in Nashville, um, there are another couple people in Nashville, a couple of classmates here already. So we, we have been trying to like, um, you know, meet up and just trying to get to know each other because it's kind of weird because I really would like to meet all of our classmates right now. They're all some of them are at home, you know, so it's, it's kind of weird times, but we try to hang out with the ones that are in Nashville, or if not, we'll get on the Zoom real quick. But um, the dynamic is, you know, it's it's interesting, but, you know, hopefully once we're back on campus, we can really, like, like bond and get to know each other one-on-one -on -one and in person. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of students who, you know, they're not here yet, and they're new to the HBCU experience. so just like me last year, this was all new to me. I didn't know how, you know, things would manifest. And there are a lot of concerns and, you know, people like, oh, are we doing this today? Are we doing that today? So I, I you know, I feel bad for them, but I'm, I'm hoping that they can get here as soon as possible and we can meet each other in person. So they let them know that Meharry has your back, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, what's going on, they might be, because of everything else that's going on, like say for instance, Dr. Gray, who's uh, Dean of Academic Affairs, uh, Dean Farmer-Dixon, not Monday through Friday for 10 hours a day, they're at the COVID sites. And they, you know, administration has a lot on their plate uh, this, whole, this whole year, ever since COVID and the, uh, the tornado struck us back in, what was that, March? Yeah, March. And uh, 
years. So they, and then uh, getting the D4s out of the door so that, you know, they could graduate. So uh, yeah, that's what we've been dealing with lately. <laughs> I want to just give a special shout out to the essentials one time. Shout out to us, class 24. Just got yeah, the essentials, out. class of 24. <laughs> hey. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are able to interact as a class and get to know each other better and things like that. Uh, you know, because even with, um, you know, maps, that was where, you know, you start to solidify a lot of relationships. Um, <clears throat> that's where you figure out your study group. And well, not really, because it, it starts to change. But <laughs> but that's where you really start to get to know people in person. So the fact that you guys are making um, the best out of this situation is truly a silver lining. Um, so kudos to uh, to y'all, the essentials. The essentials. Yes. <laughs> um, we not just want it, we need it. Right. Mm-hmm. How many are in your class? Is it 62? I believe there's 62, right, Hillary? How many in your class? I think it hasn't changed. Yeah, 62. Um, yeah, there's 63. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we we do have yeah roughly the same amount. Um, so then I guess uh, I, uh, I do know that the school that aren't they working on plans to expand uh, increase the amount of numbers both dental and med- medical. Ooh, see that would have to be a topic of conversation for a different day because uh, <laughs> yeah we really um, we don't know how the future of the class sizes will look. Um, I think at one point in time, it could have been an expansion, but given COVID that hit, I don't even think that that's an option at this point. <laughs> yeah. In other words, that's above us. Yeah. Yeah. It's above, <laughs> it's above us. It's above me now. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Cause I remember they had that, you know, plan for 2026. They wanted oh, to yeah. have say 150 to 200 med spots and I don't know how many dents, but yeah. I was looking they, forward they to can, that. They can barely fit the 60 of us in in the School of Dentistry as of now because um, we have to be we're already split up, you know, group A and group B, about 30 ish uh, per group. Um, and then even with that, we have 10 per classroom. So, you know, I don't even get to see Jasmine at all when I come to school. I know it's so sad. So when I go up to school to like get my locker together because we have so many practicals next week. I was like, hey, y'all. Hey, I know. Oh, my right. heart springs. It's, it's stinks for us, too. I feel bad for y'all. I feel for y'all so much. That you're I think they're doing that with us, with Dental Anatomy and Occlusion Lab. Okay. They're yeah. going okay. to, I believe, have us on a different schedule. Uh, yeah. Certain amount of people. And that's our, that's our only in-person class. Yeah. And of course, that could possibly crazy. change based on the spike in COVID cases. So no gross anatomy lab? No. Which nope. I mean, that ain't such a bad thing. Just saying. <laughs> no cadavers, yeah. no no formaldehyde, no. no uh, I'm not complaining. Days <laughs> yes, and days my girl. Of yes, none. Oh. I hope that means A plus in <laughs> You will. You'll be perfectly fine. Trust me. Fine. <laughs> right. Um, and I guess my my last question for nothing but the tooth. Um, there was actually a recent um, uh, undergrad student. Um, she's a rising sophomore and she wanted to know, you know, she doesn't have any type of um, mentors or uh, no one in her family um, is a dentist or has gone this route, but she wants to go that route. And um, 
I guess being in undergrad, you know, fresh looking at freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, um, what is something that we can do or not we, but that undergraduate students can do um, in those years to prepare um, for applying to dental school? So freshman year, what should they do? Sophomore year and et cetera. You can take this, Hillary. All right. Um, freshman year, honestly, I would start off with shadowing just so you can, like, kind of get your hours, like, up. <laughs> um, and just so you know for sure that dentistry is, is the field for you. Um, obviously, also take those, like, prerequisite courses, so biology, biochem, orgo, general chem. Um, sophomore year, I would also say start building relationships with um, your professors because you will need those letters. <laughs> they are very important key to your application. So um, if you're like building those relationships with your professors, you can kind of do that freshman, sophomore year mostly because when you apply um, after junior year, you still want your professors to kind of like remember you. Um, so definitely uh, sophomore year will be like strengthening your um, relationships with the professors. Um, Continuing shadowing, volunteering, um, what else? And then junior year, I guess, uh, applying after junior year, but also during junior year, studying for the DAT, I think will be a great timeline for that. I don't know, it's kind of weird for me. I, I'm kind of like, kind of just throwing stuff out there because I did not do this timeline. <laughs> My timeline was really just started after I graduated. So exactly. I had deferred because I've been out of school for such a long time. <laughs> right. So it's kind of weird. I'm just trying to go in a somewhat timeline, but um, yeah. And then just so junior year study for the DHP, um, continue to shadow, get those hours up, um, get those letters of recommendation. Basically, yeah, you should be good I at that. Well. And I would say be be a go getter. You know, a closed mouth don't get fed. So make sure that you know when you want to start shadowing, you you know call or email different dentists in the area. You know, and and try to get experience in all the different specialties. And and then when you get up to about time your junior senior year, when you're ready to apply, you got hundreds of shadowing experience hours and you could get letter letters of recommendation from from those uh those dentists and I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to write you one yeah i would um i would definitely to add on to that the shadowing um i want to say i probably did shadow probably at least maybe about four or five maybe five or six different specialties um while in undergrad um and of course that was just me just trying to get a feel uh, for all of them, because um, I knew I wanted to be a dentist. Uh, but then this is a very important thing that um, someone from a dental school admissions uh, office told me. She said, Taylor, you know, it's good that you have all these hours of specialty shadowing, but where's the general dentist? You know, when you go to dental school, you're, a, you're going to be a general dentist first, not, mm. not uh, any type of residency. You're not going to I mean, yes, you may go be going to dental school to be an orthodontist, an oral surgeon, periodontist, et cetera. But when you graduate from this school, you're going to be a general dentist first. So you need some general dentist shadowing experience. 
So, you know, I may have had all these hours of endo, oral surgery, all these other types of shadowing um, hours, but I probably had the, the fewest was in general. And that was probably, yeah. <laughs> so um, I would definitely, if I could do it all over again, I probably would shadow more general dentists. Nothing wrong with shadowing specialty, but um, definitely uh focusing on general dentist dentistry because I didn't think about it like that. You know, you're going to be a general dentist first before you're anything else. Um, something else. And just like what you guys said, I didn't uh, <laughs> definitely, I didn't follow this um, type of layout, but freshman, sophomore year, definitely um, building your CV, building your resume, extracurriculars, community service, even leadership. Um, oh yeah. Leadership. Definitely. Yeah, so that you guys can, you know, and then uh, just like what Hillary said, building those relationships with your professors, um, getting those prerequisite classes, uh, junior year preparing for your DAT, getting your personal statement and all that good stuff together so that senior year, boom, you can just apply. Um, now, but, I was gonna say, what are your thoughts about, um, not to change the subject, oh, it's but okay. as, as far as uh, when I was an undergrad, I had this idea in my head that when I was originally undergrad, I had this idea that joining all these different clubs and everything was going to improve my CV. However, I had no type of leadership roles. Mm-hmm. Do you think that one leadership role would be, you know, better than being a part of five, six different clubs? Absolutely. Yeah. I actually um, just gave a presentation. Uh, I want to say it was last week for USNDA. Um, and it was on uh, dental school um, and how to get in and everything. And someone asked that question. Um, and I think it's a matter of quality over quantity. So if you uh, have, oh, yeah, I was involved in nine, 10 different organizations. OK, but what did you do with that position or what did you do with that membership? But if you said, look, I was involved in one organization, I faithfully, you know, went to the retirement home every Saturday. Um, you know, I ran the meetings. I orchestrated this event and you did all of that under one organization, but you have a story to tell about it. I think that that has way more depth than um, just saying that you were involved in whatever organizations because I can sign up one day exactly. and not show exactly. up for a single meeting. <laughs> That's something I wish I, I learned earlier. And as a non, you know, as a first generation college student, and mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know. I thought, oh, the more you put on there and the more, you know, it, the page shows up, the, the better they'll look at you. Not yeah. necessarily the case. And I guess um, even with my, my last point, even, um, Oh, well, well, yeah, I guess my very last point, um, I wish I knew that I didn't have to be a science major uh, to go to dental school. Um, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I definitely would have majored in Spanish um, and Me gone too, from there. Taylor. I think about that all Spanish, yes. that been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Latin. Latin derivatives. Yes. Uh, you know all the terminology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then, because all they do is look at your GPA. They look at your GPA and they see if your prerequisites line up. That's right. um, so I would say, um, to, and I tell my, my baby sister this, who is a rising junior in high school, you know, major in something that it, it truly is your passion, whether it, it can be uh, African-American history, it can be women and gender studies, 
It can be political science, economics. If it's something that you're passionate that you think that you'll even get a, a higher GPA in, definitely major in that and then just take the prerequisite courses yep. so that you take can get into dental school. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. I agree a hundred percent too because I, I, I had biomed, biomedical science and even like graduating, trying to get a job with that degree was just a hot mess. So mm-hmm. if I would go back, I would definitely do something like that I love, like psych or like dance or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I also wanted to add on to the undergrad prep. Um, so if you're like a pre-dent and you're like a freshman or sophomore, I would definitely say um, look into like a, a, a SHPEP programs, that program, mm-hmm. um, or like a summer health program, or even like um, Impressions Day at one of the dental schools, because you will get like a feel for yeah. dentistry, and they'll That's see you that see that you're interested and see that you're interested in the school as well. So definitely, those are two things that um, are essential in ter- in determining like if dentistry is right for you. Also, there was a there's a program that I heard about. I don't know the details. It's called I Did that mm-hmm. some of my classmates said that they did. It's like a pre dental program where they fly you out to different I think dental schools. They were at SNDA when I was there last year in 2019 in, in DC, and I was there by my lonesome just trying to forge relationships. And they were you know they had people there to facilitate. The uh, process and then meeting people, which was nice. So if you're like a little shy, that that would be a good a good alternative. Yeah, and I like what Hillary said as far as like venturing out to like different schools impressions day because that's how you can even meet some other students from different schools um, that have the same goals and aspirations that you do. Well, uh, let's um, go ahead and give our guest a round of applause, okay? Uh, Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yes, for being on the show. Um, Do you guys have any uh, closing remarks? Um, If you're a pre-dent listening to this, um, you got this. Keep going. Um, Don't compare yourself. Um, Closed mouths don't get fed, so just keep being hungry, like Green said, and you will, you know, keep, catch your dreams and reach your dreams and reach your goals. So, yeah. I would just say, you know, I I got into dental school with a, a 2.4 GPA, undergrad GPA. Uh, so if I could do that, then there's hope for everyone. Um, of course, I had to do two additional master's degrees to get here, but uh, it still gives you hope that you'll be able to get to where you need to go. Just don't give up. Awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome, y'all. Um, thank you for being on the show. Uh, good luck with uh, maps and everything. I know you guys have exams next week. Thank I know you, you got much. this. <laughs> yes, A's all around. Mm-hmm. That's it. Fingers crossed. Thanks, <laughs> all right, thank you so much for having us. We look forward to your podcast and future. Awesome. I was going to say see y'all in the hallways, but you know. I know. Right. See you on Zoom. Right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like to close out with something to make you guys smile. Um, 
We're going to see how these jokes are this time. You All know? right, Tim, come with the heat. Come with some heat. We're going to see. Um, okay. Why did the Oreo cookies go to the dentist? Because hmm. they needed a different filling? Yeah, okay. Ooh, I, I knew I That's knew a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I never okay. get these jokes. That was a cute. <laughs> cute one, Taylor. Okay. I knew. I, I, like I tried, you know. Okay, um, I have another. Okay. So, um, how do you throw a space party? How do you throw a space party? My head is nodding left and right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you plan it. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Oh Run gosh. it back. All right, all right, all right. No, that was it. good. That was good. Plan it. Okay, you know what? Okay, I have a thought. Oh, 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 okay. Plan it. Plan it. Like, plan it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little slow. My bad. <laughs> Okay. I'm trying. Okay, all right, fine. My last one. Hopefully, maybe I should have ended on the Oreo filling. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so no, I actually like that one. All right. See, <laughs> dang. Okay. Well, uh, well, here's the last one. <laughs> if athletes get athletes' foot, what do elves get? If athletes <laughs> get athletes' foot, what do elves get? Yeah, beats me. I don't know. Some presents? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Mistletoes. Oh, okay. Mistletoes. Okay. okay, you know what? All right, you know what? I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's okay, Taylor. Jasmine, go ahead. <laughs> A for effort. <laughs> um, so just remember, everybody, do not be a vector. Please don't be a vector. Wear those masks. It's... It, not that difficult to wear a mask. Stop politicizing it. Just wear your mask when you step out the house. And don't forget to stay flossing and keep flossing. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod for more updates on the show and be sure to give us a shout out. Want to ask us questions or give suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear? Then email us at theocclusaltablepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear feedback from our listeners, so don't forget to leave a thumbs up, five stars, and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Well, that's all we have for today. So until next time, this is The The Occlusal Table. Table!